listening to tjflyways.com podcast. Here is your host, TJ Buffenbarger. Hello, world. On this edition of the tjflyways.com podcast, I sit down to talk to 2019 Dirt Cup winner at Skagit Speedway, Robbie Price. Price made history in multiple ways by becoming the youngest driver to win the Dirt Cup, the first Canadian winner of the event, and picked up his first career ASCS National Tour victory. Before I talk to Price, though, don't forget to please support our great sponsors, Maxim Chassis, All-Star Performance, Engine Pro, and the must-see racing sprint car series event at Birch Run Raceway on July 5th. Without further ado, here's Robbie Price. Robbie Price knows how to make an entrance into the uh, big-time world of sprint car racing. Over this past weekend, he became the first Canadian to win the Jim Raper Memorial Dirt Cup at Skagit Speedway. It was his first career ASCS win, and he did it in front of his home crowd pretty much, about as close as you're going to get to racing uh, towards home this year. And, uh, Robbie, uh, you've had about 48 hours to think about it now. How does it feel to be a Dirt Cup champion? feels pretty good. You know, my, uh, my name is going to be on there forever. So that's a, it's an amazing thing. You know, it's the, it's the biggest and best race in the Northwest. So, uh, to be able to win it, to be able to have that achievement, you know, on my, uh, on my mantle at home, you know, nobody's going to be able to take that from away, away from me ever. Let's talk about the weekend a little bit. You were strong all weekend. You had a, uh, a podium finish going into the preliminary. How were you feeling after your two preliminary nights going into Saturday's finale? Uh, I felt pretty good, you know. Um, the first night there, uh, we rubbered up pretty early and got pretty one lane, and uh, I kind of I ran fifth most of the race, and we kind of all got uh, we all got stacked up on a bunch of lap cars there, and I figured I was either going to be a hero and zero and tried to go around them all at once around the top side, and it didn't quite work. So Carney slipped by me there, so that cost us the top five. So I was a little disappointed with myself as a as a driver there, and then the the second night, you know, we we were good. We inherited the lead there, but we we were just not tight enough to win. You know what I mean? We had a red, and we couldn't really decide whether or not what we wanted to do to the car. And I knew that Roger was really good. That was his kind of track, you know, slow and through the middle. So I tried beating the boards down for as long as I could, and I ran second most of the race. And uh, you know, I tried to I tried blocking the last lap there, and it kind of it kind of bit me a little bit. And Colton managed to slip by me there too. But you know, we had two stellar. Uh, prelim nights and it lined us up pretty good for points wide going into saturday and saturday what a race that was i mean that was a heck of a show uh i was able i stayed up till about three in the morning here <laughs> to watch it and it was worth every moment because uh first you and matt covington having a heck of a race for the lead uh back and forth through traffic there uh it just how did you eventually set uh, covington up eventually to get by him but then he got back by you again yeah, no, we were good there in the main. Uh, I know we rolled out at fourth there, and I raced with Sowell there for the first couple laps, and I managed to get by him. So then I was just kind of in uh, conservation mode there for a little bit. You know, 40 laps is a long time, and it gives you a lot of time to, you know, uh, just, you know, abuse your tires and everything like that. So I was just kind of, you know, taking it easy there for a little bit. And then a, uh, I kind of got an opportunity to sneak past Covington there. So I got by him, and then uh, just racing with lap traffic kind of cost me, to be honest. Uh, I tried getting, I tried sliding him too many times in a row, and I should have just, uh, you know, ran in on his back bumper and then tried to slide, you know, get my momentum back going. So coming to sneak back by me there, and then a, uh, I went to slide 
him and a lap car going into three or going into one, sorry. And I, I bombed it in there on the bottom and they, uh, and the next thing you know, the yellow's up for him. So I honestly thought I might've got together with him or made him lift and he might've tagged the wall or something like that. And so we came around and I see some fluid on the ground. So I knew that they had a little bit of a mechanical issue. So, um, you know, we inherited the lead there, but they, uh, we definitely had, a we had some pretty good cars behind us there with the last couple of restarts. And then uh, Blake Hahn, who had led a few laps early before he had spun and then charged back up through the field. Man, he was coming. I know you have the, the leaderboard you can look at it scheduled there, but did you have any idea that someone was coming behind you? No, we were good there. Uh, the restart with a handful to go. I knew that we were, we were there was a good upper, good chance of us getting the lap traffic. So uh, we went for the restart there, and I went as hard as I could for the first couple laps to try and build up a little bit of a lead. And as soon as I kind of got, you know, within a uh, straightaway with uh, lap cars, I just slowed my pace down a little bit because I uh, I would rather have uh, the opportunity to be able to, you know, have a little bit left in the tank and, and push real hard if I got challenged as to where I'd rather not run up on lap cars and everything. So the last couple of laps, I kind of slowed my pace down to give me uh, give me a little cushion. If, uh, if Blake did challenge, I still had, I was still capable to run it in there wide open like I had been. And then, of course, you win the deal. What was it like to get win in front of your home crowd like that? Pretty much or as close as you're going to get to it probably this year. Yeah, no, I do consider sketch at my home track. So I had a lot of friends and family come down from Canada, and they they got, all got to share in the the experience with me. So it was amazing. It was it was great to be able to have my first win with all my friends and family around, and just you know really cherish the moments with them. Not only that, but you've really uh, 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 kind of uh, spread your wings a bit this year. You're going out on the whole ASCS National Tour. What made that attractive for you versus all the other options you could have went racing to go with the ASCS National Tour this year? You know, I ran a handful of their races last year, and, uh, you know, it's a good group of guys, and you, you race quite a bit. But, uh, you know, it's the it's the financial standpoint of it. Um, you know, I built myself a decent cushion over this winter to, you know, kind of lean, lean on, and I – I left home with a little bit of money in the bank, but the the guaranteed tow money and the guaranteed money at the end of the year is really what's keeping us going. So now there comes just a little bit of a bonus to that. Some great playing there by young Robbie Price, also the youngest winner of a dirt cup uh you had mentioned the series and uh what you want to do, but in a couple of years, what's the end goal for you? Where would you like to end up? you know i I just want to try you know run this run this as a as a living for as long as I can. Um, I got, I got a couple of years, I'm still pretty young, so I got a couple of years to try and, you know, figure my life out a little bit, but I, I do plan on a, trying to race as long as I can and wherever it takes me. If I, if I got enough money to go 410 racing, then I will. And if I, if I got to stay doing the 360 deal, then I will for a little bit, but, uh, it just really depends on where, you know, life goes. So I got to see what kind of a opportunities come my way and, uh, what I can eventually build my team into. British Columbia is not exactly a convenient place to base out of during the racing season, especially for an ASCS team. Where are you calling home this summer as you chase the tour around? You know, everybody asks me that all the time, and I give them all the same answer. Uh, I'm based out of Walmart parking lots across the nation. <laughs> We're a, uh, we, I got a buddy of mine, Tucker. He's on the national tour as well, so I stay at his place in Texas when we're in the area, but uh, Texas still is a little bit out of the way, so... It's either uh, Texas, uh, I got a shop there, or we stay in the uh, in the Knoxville campground over there. And other than that, it's just a uh, whatever parking lot we can, uh, you know, um, drop the back door, unload, and maintenance at.
Uh, that's a, a real sprint car racer there, Robbie Price, traveling the country this year with his rookie season with the ASCS National Tour. There is some racing in British Columbia and that area, and but it's not exactly what I'd call a sprint car hotbed. How did you get turned on to sprint car racing? So it all started, you know, I'm a third-generation racer. My, uh, my grandfather ran, you know, stock cars and all that back in the day up and down the West Coast, and my dad started racing a uh, payment sprint cars for a while. And then uh, I got a quarter midget and raced in Langley, B.C. for about two, three years. And then they, uh, somebody told us about the local micro sprint track in uh, Washington. So I started running uh, the Casey Kane Jr. sprints up there and then moved my way up through the micro range. And then a uh, Skagit Speedway was the next step. What's one thing when you're out on the road you miss about home the most in British Columbia? Uh, you know, I... I'm on her probably just seeing my family and everything like that. You know, this is the first time I've seen them since they, I flew home for a couple of days in March. But other than that, this is the first time I've seen anybody. You know, I got lots of friends and family in Washington and Canada, so it was, it was just cool to see them all this week. What's been the biggest adjustment to racing on the road versus racing at home? Uh, just is just you know the competition is a really big thing. You know, I'm not I'm not a, a bash in the Northwest or anything like that, but you know there's there's four or five really, really strong guys out here. And, you know, there's a, uh, there's some really good up and comers actually. So, you know, you weekly basis, you get eight good guys that are, you know, capable of winning and everything like that. And, they, uh, you know, I'm traveling this year with 12 good guys that are, that are heavy hitters and everything like that. And plus whatever you get for the locals. So just kind of the competition and, you know, um, the, just the, the mentality you have to have from the green flag drop from the way the ASCS format is in the heat races and everything like that. You always got to be trying to pass cars. So with that, you know, what's probably, who's been the one person you could lean on on the road this year you've probably learned the most from? Uh, you know, we, we've been, uh, me and my crew guy here, we've been uh, becoming really good friends with, you know, Scott Baguski and uh, Tucker Dowdy. So we've been, just been kind of uh, traveling around with them quite a bit. So we bounce ideas off each other. But uh, either than that, it's just kind of a uh, learn at my own pace type deal. What's been your favorite track you've encountered so far outside of your home race track, uh, obviously up there outside. in Skagit? Uh, which one has probably been your favorite so far that you've been to at the ASCS Tour? Uh, outside my home track. We haven't ran there yet this year. You know, I've ran Knoxville a couple of times, and it's hard to – I don't think – you ask almost everybody in the country, and Knoxville's going to show up somewhere on their list. But, uh, you know, I like Knoxville, and uh, there's a couple other short tracks that, you know, come to mind. You know, Eagle was pretty fun at the beginning of this year, and uh, – uh, I, I honestly probably, I couldn't give you one, but uh, yeah, there, there's plenty in the top five. That's that's a good answer because you know what? They all pay the same amount of points at the end of the day, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> all yes, right. sir. Well, Robbie, congratulations. It was an impressive run, and you're a very impressive young man that we got to see uh, when the tour was up here in Michigan earlier this year. You made a couple of stints up here to get tuned up to, and uh, very impressive. So uh, best of luck down the road, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in August there, uh, maybe with a stellar run out in Knoxville. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hope so. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks again to Robbie Price for taking time out of his busy schedule to join us on this edition of the TJSlideways.com podcast. If you enjoy what you're listening to, things we're doing around the website, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thank you for listening and have a great week.
Thank you for listening to the TJ Sideways Podcast.